Hey. Good morning, everybody. Special guest, good morning. How's everyone doing today? Nice cold day, and we can get to worship Jesus. It's amazing today. Um, if you're a guest, thank you for coming out. There's a lot of places you could have came, but you came here. And God has something special to say to you this morning. I believe that. Uh, about our next track, you can go by our welcome desk, and there's a card right there you can take home, and you can see how we uh, put together our growth track and uh, something that you can have, and you can put on your refrigerator and things like that that you remind you about what we do and how we do it. Interesting thing about this last one here, that's the, the fist bump. That's our, what we call Empower, and that was an original um, graphic that we used. We used this graphic, but then I remember from the 80s, that meant something else. So, oh, from the 70s, that meant something else. So, and some of you guys don't know what, you can Google it. But um, we decided to go with the fist bump for power. So give you a little short, short commercial with that. But if you have your Bibles, let's go to uh, Hebrews chapter 11. If you've been coming a while, we know we have what we call, we've been in a series called Great Faith. We believe we need great faith for great challenges, and we're going to spend our next four or five weeks talking about great faith. And today's uh, message title is, Where Are, I Mean, Why Are You Here? Why Are You Here? And it's a question we're going to go through and how we're going to answer that today. If you know about the book of Hebrews, it's a book of encouragement. It's a group of people who were going through some hard times. They had accepted Christ in their life, and they were struggling from persecution. And they were thinking about quitting and giving up and going back to Judaism. And the writer here put everything in there for them to need to let them know that Jesus is stronger than your persecution. Jesus is amazing. He's better at everything. He's a better mediator. He's praying for you. He's a better, uh, he gives better promises, sacrifice, uh, provision. He's better. And he also said, as a community, I want you to come together. Let us. I want you to get and run with endurance. Don't quit. Don't give up. And it's about community, a, a, community, a group of people who are thinking about giving up. And one thing about us, we a group of people, and we're never thinking about giving up. But if you are individually, this series is going to help you because things get rough today. And the whole idea today is uh, great faith, how to maintain great faith during a mundane routine of life. Mundane routine of life. And if you have your Bibles, we're going to go to Hebrews chapter 11, verses 5 through 6. We're going to, we're going to cover a guy a lot of people don't talk about, Enoch. Enoch's a guy that, we don't, when you talk about faith, you talk about Abraham and Isaac and, and Sarah, but no one says much about Enoch, and we'll see why. You'll see why. His name means dedicated. It means this, by faith, Enoch was taken up so he should not see death, and he was not found because God had taken him. Now, before he was taken, he was commended as having pleasing, pleased God, and without faith, it is impossible to please him. For whoever draws near to God must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who seek him. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I ask right now, you zone us in by your spirit. Father, I pray right now, not for information, but for revelation in our lives. Some of us might be stuck in our faith right now. God, you unstick us by the power of your might and by the power of your spirit. We give you praise and we give you glory because you're worthy of all of it. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, when you talk about faith, faith is an amazing subject because faith is an action. Faith does something. Now, if you look in the, in the book of Hebrews, chapter 11, you see by faith, by faith, by faith. Now, it's mentioned about 19 times. And then you get down to the end of uh, chapter 11, you have through faith. That's mentioned two times, which means 21 times you're talking about by faith, by faith, through faith. And it's action. And every time you see by faith, it's followed by an action verb. Let me give you an example. In verse 4 of 11, Hebrews 11:4, 4. By faith, Abel 
offering to God. Verse 7, by faith Noah constructed the ark. By faith, verses 8 and 9, Abraham obeyed and went. Now, when you read about the energy of Hebrews chapter 11, you say, why did God stick Enoch in the hall of faith? Because it doesn't say he did anything. Abraham, 25 years, waiting for Isaac, amazing. Moses, part the seas, um, led a, over a million people, amazing. Enoch, oh. Because Enoch represents the mundane routine of life. Enoch represents the things sometimes we miss is a deep relationship with God. If you find Enoch in Genesis chapter 5, verses 22 to 24, it said this, Enoch walked with God. Now, he was the father of Methuselah at 65 years old. I got anybody at 65 here? Watch out. Perfectly, he just went out. I don't know what God can do. No, man. And then he, had, then he found God and walked with him 300 years. And he said he walked with him 365 years, and God took him. Didn't have to be buried. God took him. When he looked at the word walk with God, it means to live with God, living a godly life, a life of faithfulness, fellowship, and obedience to the Lord. Enoch represents a relational context of, with faith. Not the things of faith. Because when we preach on faith, Hebrews chapter 11 can get you so excited and you put all your hope in something that God had promised you and you kind of forget the everyday relationship that God wants with us. And we'll uncover some of that. See, faith consists of a close relationship with God. That's where it really starts. That's where it ends. A close relationship with God. And you can read Hebrews chapter 11 sometime and be intimidated. I don't think I can wait 25 years. I don't think I can wait 40 years. But here's the thing. In between those times of God, them waiting for the promise, they lived a mundane walking with God. And here it is. I call it practice. As you walk with God in the mundane, he'll prepare you for the huge. But there's a movie I like. It's kind of funny. With a uh, not Ice T. What's his name? Oh man, are we there yet? Ice Cube. Ice, Cube. Ice whatever. <laughs> Got T and Cube. I, 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 anyway, I'm not from LA. I'm from New York. Anyway, are we there yet? And he was taking kids on a, on a long road trip. Beautiful scenery, and all you heard, are we there yet? Are we there yet? Are we there yet? And he drove him crazy. I'm driving some of y'all crazy with that voice now. Yeah. Am I there yet? And what <laughs> It drove him insane to get them there. And then I looked at that. Remind me how we treat God. Is my promise there yet? Is my car there yet? Is my relationship there yet? Is it there yet? Is it there yet? God, you got... And we build our relationship on the things of God, not the relationship with God. And... When you look at it, that's not the idea of walking in faith. 
It's a relationship with God, not the things of God. Because you'll judge what he promised you. It'll actually run. It will actually control your worship, your praise, your life. Because if you ever ask in the, in, the, uh, new, uh, in the Old Testament, in the Jewish culture, whenever you asked them how they were doing, it was always about God and people. How are you doing? And my relationship with God is strong. How are you doing? And my relationship with people is awesome. Not the things. So when you ask someone, how are you doing? Well, you know, I'm waiting on the God to do something. Can't wait for God to show up. And we are, are we there yet? Are we there? And you will only be excited if you have this in your hand. Right? And I'll praise God when I get it. No. It's a relationship with God. What happens when you start doing that, you lose your life. And you lose the very purpose of why you're here. We're here to walk with God 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Now, the byproduct is school, jobs. That's the byproduct. But don't fall in love with the byproduct. Fall in love with the product giver, the provider. When you fall in love with the byproduct, this is what you do. And some of you have asked me that. I'm not trying to embarrass you. There's a few people come up to me and tell me this. I really want to pray. I'm looking to get something here, and I put my name into it, but I don't want to get excited because if God doesn't show up, I'll be disappointed. Now, what happens is you put all your hope in this thing, not in God. Your heart is caught up on this, the house, the car, the job, the relationship. And if it doesn't come through, that's how you judge your emotions. Versus I said you got to take your heart out of it and put your heart on the provider, better provider, and then you enjoy the journey of receiving. God takes you in different places when you walk with God. He doesn't do it the same way you would go do it. Isn't that amazing? That's what makes it fun. But when you put our heart into it, you'll come, you can't worship. You're waiting. And then, you, and then when you don't want to wait any longer, you change your mind. And then you put God in. Well, God told me, Todd told me to go left on, on uh, the street. Oh, well, the next week, he told me to go right. Now, God is not schizophrenic. <laughs> the Lord told him, I, what, why don't you just listen to what he told you the first time? Why are you adding, why are you adding these paragraphs? Make sense? Enoch, for 300, 300 years, that's all he said. He walked with God. God controlled his very steps. He put God in everything. His job, he didn't fall in love with the byproduct. He fell in love with the provider. That's what great faith does. It's the provider. We can take our relationship about just receiving and not getting any, not enjoying anything. You have to get to the point in your life when you look back at my age and say, <laughs> I would do that again. In fact, I enjoyed that. How did I get here? Oh, my job is to walk with God. Now, it takes faith to do that. 
those three, there's three things we need to establish in our lives. There's three things. First one is we need faith to please God in verse 6. We need faith to please God. Now, by faith, Enoch was taken up so he should not see death. He was not found because God had taken him. Now, therefore, before he was taken, he was commended as of having pleased God. Now, the word please God means well-pleasing to God. And I love Hebrews 13, 16. It says, don't neglect to do good and share what you have for such sacrifices are pleasing to God. God loves when we put others first. While you're waiting, put others first. Enjoy life. Who has the, um, everyone has one. The aunt that you don't want to ask how they're doing. <laughs> By the time you're done, you're slitting your wrists. <laughs> Every family has one. Y'all are so religious. It's all about stuff, but not about him. Our life is bent on stuff. Gifts and byproduct, and the byproduct becomes the product. And are we there yet? Did I get it yet? I'm just waiting. I'm just waiting. Did you enjoy what's going on today? Huh? I'm wet. No, did you? I mean, isn't it amazing that you're awake today? That you're breathing? Oh, no, I'm still waiting, brother. You don't understand. This is so hard. Like, really? Don't rush to grow up. Please. Because you'll be at my age saying, I want to get young again. No responsibility. Because your parents do everything. So enjoy your parents. Listen to me. And just for you, enjoy your parents. And for you adults, enjoy your parents. They don't know anything. They birthed you, didn't they? They did a great job. Let me get back. Faith to please in God. And we forget to enjoy the scenery. And you forget why I'm here. My, my, I'm not here to receive anything from God. The best thing I received was salvation. That's the, <laughs> he don't have to do another thing. He really doesn't. Now, I'm pre- again, and with me, even I could, it's easy for me to put all my heart in this, trying to get this building done, which we're trying to do. It's 200 and some thousand dollars to get that done. Go to banks, go here, go here. If I put my heart in this, this, the uh, pushback I have, I will be discouraged and depressed. Versus God said, go here, go there, and when you get there, there's something I, not, I need you to do. There's someone I need you to talk to, and that would be amazing how I'm going to do this. Not the way you think. Not the way. Stop thinking. Stop thinking. And keep on walking with me. In fact, stop the thinking. Because my ways are higher than as the heavens. Wow, that is far. Right? So, faith to please God. Hebrews 11 See, that's why I want to help you because sometimes we read Hebrews 11, we see the great exploits, all those big things, and God, my life needs to be like that. And really, what he's saying here basically is basically a mom, a dad, a daughter, a son walking with God will be commended as pleasing God. The mundane things of life, when the, big, the byproduct of the big things, not the thing. Let me track it with me. We got to take our minds off what we don't have and remember the one we do have. I have salvation. <laughs> I am not, I am not going to die. I'm going to pass, but I'm going to be with him 
forever. Second thing we need to learn how to do is faith to draw near to God. We need faith to draw near to God. Usually I would just tell you to draw near to God, but guys, it takes faith in the one that you're drawing near to. Because we'll put our eyes on some other things and have more faith in that thing, the byproduct, than we have in God. And when that faith that, of that item, that object is nothing. He's everything. We put our faith in that object that's going to change, that's going to erode, that's going to go away. We will be disappointed. And we'll think our walk with God was just a big struggle. It's not. It's amazing. It's amazing that Jesus died on the cross for me. I wouldn't have died for me. It's amazing he died for each and every one of us. Wow, what a gift. Wow, salvation, reconciliation, not guilty, no more shame. Whoa, what a gift. <laughs> so I, can, I need to smile more because <laughs> those outside don't have that gift yet. Yet. Faith to draw near. And without faith is impossible, for whoever draws near to God must believe that he exists. He rewards those who seek him. Drawing near means in worship. In worship. Even talks about Hebrews 7, 19, how the old law, we couldn't get any further in the temple, in the holies of holies. With the new law now, we have a better, a better hope that's been introduced by Jesus Christ himself. Now we can be in his presence all the time. Bible says you draw near to him, he'll draw near to you. That's a theological reality, but it takes a, a, a human choice to draw near to God. Right? But we can draw near because what Jesus did, the finished work of Jesus, that's why it's a better, he said, God, it's a better work. Don't go back to the law. Back to the law, you, you're doing rules and religion. With me, we have a full, open relationship. I hear everything you say. I know how you feel because I can now. And if you sin, you repent right back. Thank you for repentance. It's a gift. Isn't repentance a gift? Aren't you glad God's not taking, taking, check, check, check. I'm saying, I repent. He said, okay, I got it. Turn back. Keep going. Thank you. Thank you. He knew what we needed. It was us. How many be taking notes? Ten years ago. Twenty years ago. And we never forget, do we? We don't. Because we're not capable of forgetting unless the Holy Spirit grabs us. Faith to draw near. And also believing that God exists. He's self-existing God. He created something out of nothing. No one created him. He's just here. That's when you believe. There's nothing too hard for God. That's faith. Nothing's too hard for the byproduct. Nothing's too hard. In fact, nothing's too hard because you saved me. Thank you, Lord. Nothing too hard for God. Nothing. When that assurance and guarantee, I just want to enjoy him. When's the last time we just delighted in the Lord? Just delighted in him. Like, man, God, you are amazing. You know why? It's contingent on our byproduct. I'll praise you when I get the byproduct. Now, let me help you with something. I'm going to make a joke. Y'all ready for this joke? Some of you were created with a place to smile. But you don't smile so much, everything's going down here. Don't do that. The older you get, you can't bring it back up, okay? So just learn now and get stuck, all right? It's not fake. It's the truth. It's the truth. Because how many of those societies going down here is having a hard time right now? They're having a hard time on stuff that really don't really matter. That's another sermon. 
Last thing, we need faith to seek God. What does it say in 11? 6. Draw near to God and must believe he exists and he re- that he rewards those who seek him. Now, the difference between the difference in doing something by faith and not doing it by faith is having confidence and trust in me versus confidence and trust in him. Seeking God has to be intentional. I love Matthew 6, 33. It says, seek thee the kingdom of God. First, seek first the kingdom of God and all his righteousness will be, and all those things would be added to you. you. Know what it really means? Because that's a fancy word when we say, what's the kingdom meaning? It was, ah, I think it's, t-. you know what it means? Seek the way God does things. And then all those things, those byproducts that we're worried about, will be added to you when you need it. The way he does things, that's the kingdom of God. It's a different value system. It is. It's a different value system. You hear it every week when you get up. Pastor John gets up, hey, going to give you 10%. And you know, 10%, the world says save it. 10% to a guy I can't see. Different value system. Different value system. When it means first thing in the morning, he needs to be your top priority. And your top priority is just sitting in the presence of God and talking to him, not asking for stuff. And your heart changes. I don't remember this stuff anymore. Because that's what I wrote down. I got this from a, a famous man. I got this from Willie, from uh, Tony Evans. It says this, how you live determines how you leave. How you live determines how you leave. Let that sink in. God took him, didn't see death. First Thessalonians 4, 13 to 18. We'll all be caught up in the air with Jesus when he comes back. Is the car going? No. Is the house going? No. Is my job going? I hope not. I'm not going to have a pulpit in heaven. I'm going to have hair, but I'm not going to have a pulpit. Okay? That's important to me. So y'all get over that. How you live determines how you leave. What are you saying, Pastor Rich? Saying this. I buried, we were able, I was, um, I was able to officiate and, and work with two guys that passed here recently. My brother-in-law doing that before the holidays and a, a great man here, um, uh, Gordon Payne and Miss Patricia. He passed on January 1st. And you know how sad that is. Well, it's amazing when you get on, unpack this story about my brother-in-law. They had a box, and they opened the box. Because they figured out, how does he want to do this? Opens the box. Everything's in there. How I want to be buried. Then you have Mr. Payne with a list. This is what I want to do. He said, Don't, I want you to write on my coffin. Because what you see there is not there. I'm, with, I'm not sick anymore. I'm with him. So, but the amazing thing was how they were telling the family members, I'm done. God I'm told my brother-in-law, told my I don't know how long I can do this. Or I'm, I just, I don't know. And she went to the funeral home, came back. He passed. He went to sleep. Other one fell on the 1st of January. He passed and went to sleep. And you should have seen the legacy they left behind. 
of love, longevity, and legacy. What was amazing is tough on this end of it, but for them, they already called their shots. Jesus was calling them home. They're like, yeah, let's go. How you live determines how you leave. Now, I've seen the richest people in the world die, and they're still not buried because the family is fighting over stuff that's not going with them. They, and they're not happy. And if they're fighting over, and we've been there, and they're fighting over what? Over what? Over what? Their estate. Really? The stuff we want all the time? No. They were fighting over it. How you live determines how you leave. And while you're here living, it's not about, am I there yet? I'm waiting for the next, next. Enjoy where God has placed you. <laughs> wow. I mean, some, we have amazing see People got nice jobs. Enjoy where you're planted. He has a plan, but enjoy the scenery. Are we there? Don't wait for, don't worry about that. I'm seeing us today, we're so anxious about nothing. Enoch had to live in a place with a few, another thousand years that God was going to destroy the place because it was wicked. And he stood out because he decided to live with God. He stuck out. Well, that's today. What was, that was, what was that insurance? What was that faith? A relationship. And when you draw near, you get closer. And how can two um, walk together unless they agree? And when you're walking together, you're agreeing with God. That's the way you say go. Let's go. It's a relationship. That's faith. The big things come, but those are byproducts. It's a relationship. See, Enoch was governed by the life, his life by God's values. And see, real fellowship with God cannot exist apart from faith. It can't exist apart from faith. That's why I put faith in all that. It needs faith to say, I got intentionally have to get up. Intentionally I have to want to please him. Make it my aim to please him. Narrow my focus. That's why I'm here. That's why I'm here to walk with God. That's why you're here to walk with God. Not the things of God, to walk with God. Second thing, you know, hey, I want to draw near, not just on Sundays, every day. I want to draw near into his presence because I'm changed and transformed by his presence. And the last thing to do, I want to seek him every day. What do you got today? What do you got today? Is if I told you everything, you would probably run out. I said, you're right. And you notice everything else is added to you. In the kingdom of God, I found lifelong friends. Didn't have them. I found the brother I didn't have. Found the sisters I didn't have. What did it happen? Walking with God the best way I know how. What is God's desire for each and every one? Walk with him the best way you know how. If you're at wherever you work, God is with you. Enjoy it. There's someone he wants you to influence. It's not, oh, you ever meet them people? It's so hard, brother. You know why? Because you're trying to do it. Stop it. Enjoy it. Are we there yet? No. And you keep saying that, he'll make sure you never get there. Because <laughs> God has a sense of humor. I always say that. He picked me. All right? I want to encourage you with that. You have everything God put in you because you're the very image of God. 
the Imago Dei. Enjoy the presence of God, not the presence of presence. It's so easy to do that because that's the culture we live in. Have, have, get, 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 fast, 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 now, 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 now. Versus enjoy God. He'll lead you right to what you need. And you need a friend. You need family members. You need that. I'll add them to you. Yeah. Enoch, 365 years. Here's a type and figure. It's 365 days in a year, isn't it? Right. 365 days a year. What are we doing? Someone put that New Year's resolution. What are you going to do? We always say two things. Make disciples. But one of my new one is walk with God. What are you going to do on the 15th of November? Walk with God. <laughs> what are you doing tomorrow morning? Walk with God. Do you have anything else to say? No, I'm walking with God. You want to walk with me? You want to enjoy with me? That's why Enoch's in the Bible. You notice we never preach on that because it's not the big stuff. Because that's why God put it right there in the middle. Thank you.